Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And with this episode of God Talk, what comes to my mind is something my mom would say to me frequently as a child. And she would say this, Gregory, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Of course, she'd say that when I was probably complaining about dinner or something that was going on. And you know what? I remember those words to this very day. And honestly, that really should end my podcast today because I'm not sure I have anything good to say. Of course, that would make for a pretty short podcast, but I'm kind of wondering what what's what's really going right in this world today. Hopefully on like a microcosm scale, like your life's going good. Hopefully things are going well with your family. Hopefully things are going well with your job. Hopefully you know, you're, you're saving up money and whether that's buy a home or send your kids to college or retirement or whatever. I mean, hopefully like there's some good stuff going on in your life. And, and I suspect for a number of us there are, but if we look at like, not the microcosm, but a macrocosm of what's going on in the world today, what is going, going well, everyone's all up in arms now about target. Uh, Last month it was Bud Light and, and they're, you know, soliciting, Dylan Mulvaney for promoting transgenderism and Bud Light, but as I mentioned in a sermon like last week or something, it everyone can be against Bud Light because frankly the beer stinks. But are we willing to be against other things? And Target's the one making news this week. In the last week, their stock value's gone down ten percent because uh, they came out with some LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign apparel that uh, apparently is um, rather uh, disgusting to be selling in their stores and targeting children and everything else going on. I I guess I did read a bit of good news as I was kind of going through the news. I think Texas Children Hospitals, because of something Greg Abbott signed recently, uh, they're no longer going to do gender-affirming care for children. So, you know, even though you can't... You can't, like, sign yourself up for school or sign yourself up for peewee sports at the age of 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever. I mean, you were allowed to change your sex, but thank God that in Texas, like, we have some level of sanity. Not complete sanity, just some level. Uh, so I guess that that's something good going on on a macro scale if you live in Texas. Uh, there are a number of states that are starting to ban abortion. So I, gu- I guess that is some good stuff going on in, in, on a macro scale. So maybe not everything is bad. So, all right, maybe I can have a podcast. Maybe I do have something good to say and not just bad to say. But I kind of, as I was kind of going through things, frankly, all the bad was jumping out at me. It's only recently that actually some good thoughts are coming into my mind. So I think about this world, but I thought, you know what, what is the greatest threat to civilization at this point or American society at the very least, because this is all we know is what we experience here in America. And I thought, is it artificial intelligence? Cause, cause that, that's like a hot mess right now to consider all the ramifications of that. You know, is it, is it wokeism? Because I mean, that's been around for a while now, but it's still alive and kicking. Is it the breakdown of the family? Is it the breakdown of the church? 
the national debt's in the news a lot right now. And I mean, the, the debt that our country is operating with, how, how will we ever repay it? Um, that, 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 that's a, that's a big problem. And then just politics in general in America, not to mention the civil war that's begun in uh, the Republican party. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, well, frankly, are a big hot mess in the world today. And especially in our piece of the world here in the United States of America. But, so let's talk about some of these and, and look at them from a, not only a culture, cultural standpoint, but as, as Christians in, in the world in which we live. Artificial intelligence. My, uh, my daughter texted me, uh, I think it was yesterday, and she had gotten this, um, this advertisement, this text from the Geek Squad, basically saying that like uh, the, her uh, account charges were going to automatically uh, roll over for another year uh, because uh, the service wasn't canceled. And she was asking me if it was if it was real. And I'm like, well, have you ever done anything with the Geek Squad? And she said no. And, and as I looked at it, there was no name attached to it. Uh, it seemed like a general, just like a general solicitation. Um, it, the, it, it wasn't completely as bad as like the English and some of the, the those scams that you get by email, but uh, it did not sound like it was written necessarily by an American national. And so I said, I, I, how do I know if this is real or not? I said, Google the Geek Squad's number. And if it's the same number as what's on this text, then it might be. Um, but I said, I doubt that it is. It, it looks like a scam to me. And uh, she Googled it. And of course, it, it was a different number to actually get a hold of Geek Squad. So it was just a scam to get people to call, uh, give some bank account information and get scammed out of money. And, and stuff like that's been around for a while. But artificial intelligence is taking things to a different level. And we've talked about it in the past in sermons and even in podcasts like deep fakes. And, and deep fakes are like, computer generated images that you can make someone I could be talking and run through the right computer system with artificial intelligence. You know, I, I could basically be making someone that looks and sounds exactly like Tom Cruise say exactly what I want them to say. But honestly, like you don't even need to be the, the wizard behind the, the, the wizard of Oz behind all those different levers doing it. Like the computer can do it on its own now. And so how will we ever be at a point in which we know if a phone call is really a human talking to us or if it's a computer trying to fool us? You know, how will we know that any news article we read, how will we ever know anything's real? Because anything that's going to come through in an electronic form is going to be subject to being a scam. It's kind of like when you go to pay for your gas, you always have to worry about like, did someone put some kind of skimmer on this, you know, this gas pump where when I put my card in, someone's going to get my information. I, I mean, we're going to be actively hunted by people with very smart computers and maybe the days coming that we're going to be actually hunted by the computers themselves. How will we ever know what is real and what is not? The only way that you will is like to unplug from that whole electronic realm because as of right now, like artificial intelligence doesn't know how to imitate a tree. Um, right, right now I'm watching like cottonwood blow through the air as I'm doing this podcast outside and um, artificial intelligence can't do that yet. It can do, it can do whatever it wants in the virtual world and we'll never know the difference. 
but it's almost at the point that if you want to know if something's real or not, you're going to have to unplug from it. You're going to have to walk out and rub your eyes as you step out in the sun and re-enter the real world because you can't fake the real world yet. Artificial intelligence can't fake God's creation. So a handshake still a handshake. A piece of paper still a piece of paper. Anything that is in the physical world can still be determined if it's real or if it's not. I can go up and chew on a leaf of a tree. I don't have to chew it. I could actually touch it. But just for exaggeration's sake, I could chew on a leaf and figure out if it is indeed a real leaf or if it is a fake leaf. Right? It's In the real world, you can tell. We are fast approaching that anything that is coming through electronics and in the digital world, it will be impossible to tell. I have a uh, pastor friend that sent out something all excited using AI to basically write Bible studies and sermons. And and he was just like excited about it, just genuinely excited about the outline that it, it developed for him for his sermon just instantaneously when it said, give me a sermon about um, let's say the book of Galatians. I don't remember what his illustration was, but it, it mapped out a whole series. It mapped out what the individual uh, lesson should be, and, and it'll do all your work for you. And, and he was gen- genuinely excited about that. So pretty soon, like sermons can be pretty much uh, computer generated in, in the mind of a computer. Um, medical decisions, everything is, is going to be able to be done that way. And, and it's, you know, it's subject to the biases of either the person who has programmed it or taught it or, uh, or, or the computer that's behind it. In other words, even in the realm of, of artificial intelligence, uh, it, it does not necessarily mean that intelligence is, um, is credible and genuine. Uh, it, it can be manipulated. Think about that in terms of like just what what does this future hold when you don't know if something is real or not? I I, I just I can't even fathom what life is going to be like. Like we have trust issues now. How are you supposed to trust a computer in a computer that's been programmed by uh, another person or another computer with an agenda? And they can make it look incredibly real. It's a big, giant, hot mess. And I'm not sure what the world's going to bring. So artificial intelligence, that, 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 that's a big problem. Wokeism is, is still alive and kicking. Um, and I mentioned the Target situation. Uh, we talked about Bud Light. And, and I think the, 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 the conservative right is doing a better job of pushing back on some of these things, but we're only pushing back on the things that, well, frankly, we can do without. Like, it's not stopping us necessarily from watching Disney movies or going to Disney World so our kids can not be deprived of such a, a magical experience. But if we don't like the beer or, you know, we can go to Walmart rather than Target, well, then then, then we'll make the easy choices there. Uh, so wokeism is uh, still alive. It's kicking. Um, we're, it's still very popular to uh, destroy families, uh, to destroy uh, genders, and uh, to actively try to destroy society in any way imaginable. So um, I can hardly wait to see what this will look like in another 10, 15, uh, 20 years, uh, which is leading into 
my my third category, the breakdown of the family. You know, the the fact that we have genders, the fact that we have roles, the 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 fact that there's gifts that God's given us as men and as women, and men really want the women's gifts, and, and the women want the men's gifts, and so we're just like operating outside of the way we're actually gifted just because we don't like to be told we can't or we shouldn't do something and 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 what we have is like uh, you know families now maybe three guys with with one woman or or you know maybe just like uh, doing like hopscotch with you know going from one relationship you know to the, to the next like maybe Maybe like some year-long relationships, and then you move on to the next one. I mean, it, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's like whatever you can come up with. It's like if it's dysfunctional, let's try it. And the more it like screws up people's lives, it, it, it's it's like remember J- like Jerry Springer, like people would like want to watch that for the entertainment factor. And we've done that with the family. It's like how how can we just screw it up majorly and and, and sit back and 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 watch the show. I mean, we see that it's like not working. We see that it's destructive. We see that it's painful. But my gosh, it's it's fun to watch, isn't it? No, not really. But that's kind of how we take in the family. Is like, how dysfunctional can you get? Like how how close? I mean, how long can you hold on to that firecracker before you throw it and it blows up in your hand? And, and like. Inevitably, when your friend holds on to it too long and it does blow up in his hand, I, I mean, it's extremely painful for him, but it's one of the funniest things like in the world, right? Pinch an ice cube and watch the fingers melt right through it if, if they're still attached. And, and that that's like our approach with the family. It's disgusting. National debt. How's things going there? Well, we'll see. You know, will we have a, net, a default on our debt? It probably would be a good thing if we did because we have so much debt anyways. I mean, maybe it would be good if our credit rating was decreased and we were actually forced to deal with our debt. Because right now it's just like it's like a Disney movie. We just, you know, we can pretend whatever we want. And, and you know, will the president and, and, and the Republicans in Congress, will they be able to agree on a deal? I, I mean, I don't know. No one's really worried about it yet, but hey, uh, it's only like May 25th. We get we got a good five days or something, six days before before the whole system apparently blows up, or does it really blow up? Or I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I remember when there's been defaults in the past, and federal workers like were sent home, and people weren't getting paychecks. All it meant was like when it was resolved, like ten days later, everyone got paid for not working. They, they, there's just no consequences in anything anymore and so huh i wonder why it just doesn't seem to work out well which then leads to like american politics like american politics is so messed up right now that that, like there's no there's no like common sense it's like it was understood on the left for a while like you had your uh your real wackos and like the whole party became that and and honestly on, on the right we, we're kind of copying so, so, some of the people that like have no manners have no decorum have no uh just common sense don't have any like 
they're not people that you'd even want to take to a family dinner because they're probably going to like get drunk and run their mouth off. I mean, they, they just, they have no tact. And, and, and like, this is what we're starting to hold up on, on the right. I mean, that was like, I mean, think about the people on the left that way. I mean, they were a joke, but, but that's what the left's become. And now that's kind of what the right's starting to chase after because, well, I mean, it's the entertainment factor of it. And honestly, like the media pushes it because the more of a spectacle you can make out of politics, well, the more people are going to be interested in it. The more like articles you're going to read in the news, the more subscriptions you're going to have, the more podcasts you're going to listen to, you know, from the people that like to push this stuff. And that's how it's all about money. It's how people get paid. No one wants to listen to some kind of boring debate between two level-minded people. I mean, that's ridiculous. Who wants that? And so, once again, it's the extremes that that sells. It's the craziness that sells. And then, ultimately, we have the breakdown of the church. And in the breakdown of the church, like... The the, the church is, is just about, like, entertainment. It's about getting butts in the seats. It's about not like offending anyone with God's truth. It's it's just like giving everyone this like feel good message. I listened to something from the radio today. I think it was from um, KLTY, and and it was a thing on forgiveness. And and the guy says like, I'm not aware of one scripture passage that says anything about forgiveness being tied to someone being sorry. I can't think of one passage that doesn't. Are, are we reading the same Bible? I, I, I mean, it, somehow we're putting this on the radio? And, but the problem is, is people are so biblically illiterate, they don't know any better. And I'm just sitting there thinking, who's stupid enough to say that on the radio? I wonder how many people are correcting him and commenting on his, like, er, like his, his stupidity. Probably no one. It's probably half the pastors that are listening don't even know the Bible well enough to know that what he said was completely false. And it's just the problem in the church nowadays is we don't preach God's word. It's, it's you know, how, how to have a successful life, how to make your kids love you, how, how, uh, how to drive down the road without getting a flat tire. I don't know, five different ways of doing that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're teaching in the church nowadays, but apparently it's not God's word because biblical illiteracy in a day and age in which like there's more Bibles translated in every language around the world and you don't even have to read them. They can be read to you by someone and, and we still don't even know God's word. And and so in, and within the church, we're like cheering on, like parts of the church are cheering on wokeism. Parts of the church are cheering on like just all kinds of immorality in our politicians, our immorality in, 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 in like in our leaders and in, in, in just a lack of civility. I mean, sh- shouldn't like our faith transcend how we are as parents, how we are as employees, as how we are as employers, as how we are as voters, as how we are as politicians? I mean, shouldn't it? But, but, there's like all this disconnect. So like I've got this like little section of me that's that's okay religious and goes to church, but I'm not going to allow that to affect how I shop, where I shop, 
where I go, what I don't do, who I vote for. I mean, like all those are like different separate pieces of this giant puzzle. It's so fragmented and every, almost every aspect of it is in a friggin' death spiral right now. So I apologize if this is like an overly negative podcast. I guess I should have ended it with this. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. But the problem is, is no one's saying anything at all, and it's just getting worse. So, um, I don't know. I'm a little wound up today, obviously, but uh, do this. Start with, like, knowing God and reading his word. And try to make that transcend every aspect of your life. How you view family. How you view your work. How hard you work, how you deal with your neighbor, how you deal with your annoying coworker, who you vote for, who you don't, every aspect of your life. Here's a challenge. If you're a Christian, let every aspect of your life flow through your faith in a God who tells you what it means to be a follower of God. And that's not just on Sunday mornings. But that should be every day of our lives. If we start doing that in the church, maybe we could actually start influencing the rest of society. Because of right now, like there is no positive influence on society. In fact, society is influencing the church. And that is part of the death spiral that's going on in every aspect of society right now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And I look forward to talking to you next week.